Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. Good evening and welcome to Country Life here on Midlands 103. It's MJ Cleary with you for the next hour, bringing you the latest from the Midlands and further afield from the worlds of agriculture, food and agribusiness. Now, thank you all for joining me. And last week I mentioned that an Indian summer was on the horizon and it has certainly delivered some proper summer weather over the course of the last number of days. And finally, people getting a chance to get work completed. Still lots of spring barley being harvested, as well as silage being made up and down the country. It's given a little cooler next week and back to more autumn temperatures from Monday on. But uh, dry is what we want. And it looks like other than next Sunday, uh, next week is given dry as well. So fingers crossed for that. Now, this week, we have lots to catch up on here on the programme. The first question I'm going to ask you is, have you applied for TAMIS funding this year? And uh, if so, are you still waiting on word from the department? Well, if you are, you're like thousands of other farmers. There is a Chagast event taking place on Friday of this week. It's in Kildalton College in County Kilkenny. It's their autumn beef event. There's lots on the agenda, including TAMS updates, info on solar panels, forestry and the current beef scheme explained. Also, all the different beef schemes are explained there as well in one of the tents. Pierce Kelly from Chagas joins me later to chat about the event and what is on offer on the day. Leishman Francie Gorman officially launches his bid for the IFA presidency this Friday evening in Abilix. Francie joins me on the programme to give his views on what the biggest issues are in agriculture and what he needs to tackle to ensure he tops the poll come the end of the year. The Irish Texel Society are having their sale in Carneros Mart this Friday evening. David Craig from the North East Texel Club will join me later to give details on the sale including a background on the Texel breed and when they were first introduced into Ireland some years ago. Now, Clannesley Show is also taking place this coming weekend and with a €700 Euro prize for the best heifer or bullock at any age or breed, it's sure to generate lots of interest. Pat Carroll from the committee joins me to chat about the event a little later. Pat works with the well-known Midlands business Stradbally Farm Services who work in the area of electric fences, to name other products. They have a the Pell license, which now boasts the most powerful electric fence in the world. Uh, an interesting little one, and Pat will have more on that, as well as the Clansley show a little bit later. Now, text me on 083 103. Be happy to put anything to the guests here this evening. Uh, Hugh Farrell is now joining me from the ICSA, and we are talking about the new Suckler Cow Welfare Scheme. Uh, Hugh, many thanks for taking my call this evening. Thank you, MJ. Thanks for having us on. Uh, you're more than welcome, Hugh. Look, there's lots of these schemes. Farmers kind of get bogged down in them. They're, they're not sure what the difference is between one and the other. But I suppose the, the suckler cow ones is we have the suckler cow efficiency programme, the SCEP, and farmers are in that. That's in relation to weighing and the genomic side of it. This is an add-on, I suppose, onto that, really. It's called the, uh, the Beef Welfare Scheme. Uh, what exactly is this, Hugh? And I suppose most importantly, how much can suckler farmers get per animal in this scheme? Well, you're talking about the fifty euro per cow, but you see, um, they're getting thirty five euro there for meal feeding for six, roughly six weeks feeding, thirty five euro um, for forty cows, and then you have uh, fifteen euro then for twenty cows, then for blood sampling, then for IBR program, which in this case, we have a bit of an issue with it, but meal feeding is something that 
instead of taking money out of your own pocket at least you're getting funded to do something that's worthwhile and it lives it easier for transition for cash for wine and, and everything so in that sense we'll be advising people to sign up to closing date is the 12th of September but we have looked there in a press release going out there yesterday to extend that by a week as we have an issue with the IBR part of the programme Yes, it's the IBR part of the programme, Hugh, which is causing the uh, the issues with farmers. So farmers used to having to do certain things when it comes to these schemes, be it meal feeding or ear, um, ear sampling and sending off the, the, the result or the test, I should say, to the lab. But this IBR is causing an issue. What exactly are farmers going to have to do to comply with this part of the scheme, Hugh? Well, you see, if you have 20 cows or that, you have to do 20 samples of animals with nine months or more. And the hair blood samples, that means getting the vet out. That's to go, they'd have to send to the lab. We'd have to cover the cost. We don't know the cost on any of that as such yet. Uh, there's very little detail on it uh, or the breakdown of what happens if you have a positive. Um, I did speak to the minister at the uh, Tullamore show. I met him there and he asked, he replied to me that there's a notifiable disease. That meant nothing really would be happening. But it still will be recorded on the system at ICBF, so um, the records are there to stand. So what that means for going forward, none of us know. So what we are more up about is that there prior to COVID, we had meetings on setting up an IBR city scheme, a national programme, because it's relevant to the export of cattle into certain countries. And there is countries where getting it hard and can't supply markets due to no IBR programme. So we had a meeting there again last February on it. They put proposals there for a costing, many years, maybe 10, 12 years programme, but there'd be a costing on it and all that. And we weren't in agreement on what was going on there. We were to come back with the further figures on it. The next we heard about this coming out is part of this 50 euro scheme. We were all shocked because there were no uh, stakeholders was uh, talk to our mess in rela- in relation to it. So from then we've called for a request for to extend, as I said, the chosen date for the other until we see what the outcome is because the chosen date is the 12th of September but we also have a meeting on a national programme on the 14th. So there's no communication going on there between the two and the two of them led by the minister. So it's very disappointing. So we've called on him to clarify this and for it to be changed or maybe review something instead of this to leave it easier for farmers because it's a further cost, it's a, something that's not saying there's no benefit, but there will be no benefit to the programme because we've nothing in place, the structure going forward. Um, and furthermore, it's the full cost. These schemes are coming rapidly every time more harder to get money back out of it for the farmer. We will find out what a working group like the farming community entering into these schemes. But we are keeping HBF busy, we're keeping the vets busy, we're keeping labs busy. But there's nothing for the farmer's time in any of these things. And practical uh, advice there on that is people say, but maybe it would be a benefit to do an IBR test. No one knows because they don't know what the outcomes on the farm and where it's going to lead to. So unless we get clarification on this, we're sceptical of it going forward as that part of the scheme. And another part of it is that it's mandatory. The two actions are mandatory. So maybe we need to call in that it's not a mandatory part. The farmers wouldn't get a 10% penalty for not doing that end because 
what we are defeated on the ground is the La Farmer not keen on doing it, they're all going forward, so. Uh, absolutely, uh, Hugh. And the uh, the other thing with the IBR is as well, it's it's not as simple as in a, we're used, as I said, to the tissue sample from the year. But IBR is a blood sample, so the vet has to take it and it has to be sent off. So it's an arduous process. It is, and I tell you, we're after facing last year there with funding issues there with the department on um, the VVD program. We're, uh, we've talked about the year and uh, this year and what the plan is for next year on funding. And we're told not no last of the budget, and then other things are dealt with before we hear. Last year we met and were to meet from August September. From then we're led to the nearly Christmas week to be told what was happening. Farmers have to order tags, and there's different issues. So we're not going into another program without knowing exactly what we're doing or being led down a foolish path. We have to know where we're going and get one another get the BBD out of the way in the, in the meantime. And finally, Hugh, just the payment on it. So first 20 cows is worth uh, f- €50 Euro per cow yeah. for 20 cows. And thereafter then, 20 up to 40 then is less. Is that correct? Uh, the first, um, yeah, the first 50, yeah, the first 20, yeah. yeah 20, for 20 cows, you see, it's from the €15. Euro, and then you have 35 and 40. Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. Uh, very good, Hugh. Okay, look, it's last... 1700 in total, then, yeah, that's what it is. If you, if you can get the top payment, 1700 If you can get the top payment, then you stand to take a, a beating, then it's 10% if you don't do the ABR. So we're calling for that to not be mandatory and maybe to review to something else for places on a short notice, tell them now because farmers are reluctant to sign up to it and the chosen date is hitting fast and we want to extend it out. Very good. Many thanks, Hugh. Look, great run down there as always and we'll speak to you again on the programme. Good man, Andrew. Thanks a million. Uh, Hugh Farrell there from the ICSA and uh, that is the issue at the moment. Farmers giving out about the IBR testing. Uh, look, it's not huge money on this beef welfare scheme. As Hugh said, €50 Euro for the first 20 cows and then drops down to 35 thereafter um, for the next 20. So 1700 is the max you can get on, say, 40 cows. Um, but obviously there's going to be um, the uh, IBR cost a has to be taken out of that so look it's, it's an add-on if you were talking to the minister for this he'd say look it's not a standalone scheme it's an add-on onto skip it's another 50 euro per cow but uh, that's where it's at at the moment they're the two things you have to do closing day for that is the 12th of september so it's this day week look it's unlikely that there's going to be a change in the uh, requirements of that scheme in the next week but we will play it by ear but that's where it's at at the moment and yet play uh, through ag food as usual for that. It's fairly straightforward. Your uh, advisor can do it for you or indeed if you're computer savvy you can log on yourself and just click it on the schemes on the left hand side when you log into your AgFood account. Now coming up after the break we are going to be talking about a beef event. It's taking place in Chagas in Kildalton on uh, Friday of this week and Pierce Kelly is going to be speaking to us. I also want to inform you about this um, defective concrete product levy and I hope to have a word on that as well after the break so stay tuned for that Country Life on Midlands 103 brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands worshaw.ie and you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103 uh, now we're moving on to beef and we have Pierce Kelly from Chagas on the line Pierce uh, many thanks for taking my call this evening thanks MJ 
Uh, just before we pop on to your events, Pierce, which you have on Friday of this week, just an overview on beef for a, a moment, uh, if you will. We're looking at uh, factory prices at the moment. I just have Martin Cochran's article in front of me here, the farm in Indo, and we're in around that kind of 470 um, territory, 465, 470 general prices paid, steers and heifers, obviously look bonuses and whatnot to be popped up on that. We'd like it a bit stronger, Pierce, wouldn't we, as always, but we definitely would at, the, at this time of the year. Absolutely, yeah, we do, MJ. Yeah, um, I mean, if you go back and you think of the spring and what people paid for stores to finish off ga- off grass this time of the year, you know, it was a lot further than four seventy. It's kind of the predicted break-even price. So um, that's a little bit of worry for those people who kind of paid dear for for stores back in the spring. Um, you'd also like to see it, I suppose, for people who are going to start putting cattle in the sheds now in the next couple of weeks and that. As you know, the next couple of months you'd like to see start rising back up again. They're going to be getting expensive feed as well, like you know. So that's that's you know, it seems to be hardening in the last week, ten days. Um, but hopefully, they keep moving in that direction. Uh, yeah, needs to. There's no question about it. Uh, Mar trade is that little bit stronger, and I suppose as always, uh, farmers the best person to purchase around the ring, uh, regardless of uh, the longer term uh, projections. And when the sun is shining and grass is growing, you're always going to have a farmer buyer. Exactly, yeah. And then now, listen, some of the buyers that are around the ring for finishing cattle there at the moment, for factories and that, we're hearing there's a lot of cattle moving north and that, so, and that's probably driving up a little bit of the price as well there for those finished cattle in the, in the mart, uh, which is probably starting to feed back in then a little bit into the factories and that, so hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed there's a knock-on event. You're a, um, a knock-on effect, I should say. I'm looking at the word event here in front of me. Your autumn beef event. It's Friday 8th of September and it's in the afternoon. It's uh, this Friday coming down in Kildalton College in Kilkenny. And it's a kind of an overview, I suppose, is what I'd say. Piers, it's, um, it's a great event if you want a bit of information on any of the different areas, really. You're ticking an awful lot of boxes here in an afternoon. Yeah, I suppose the backdrop to this is Kildalton has been running a sucker herd there um, over 50, 50 to 60 cows really for the last oh, decades really it's going on um, and John O'Connor is the technician that's down there and John is retiring in October so we decided to have one last uh, big event down there with John before before he headed on his way and that's so we're going to look at the sucker herd for a couple of stands out in the field and that but then as you say there's a huge amount of stands then and a huge amount of organisations coming on board for the rest of the event um, indoors and around the, around the, around the yard and that you know we've ICBF AHI Board BA and we cover a lot of the schemes cover um, the fencing demonstration we've done meets on board for a, a, a finishing cattle display look at cattle that are close to slaughter just to go through the different points on them and we have a bit of food as well kindly sp- sponsored by Dawn Meats uh, to give out to people as well there's a very wide range, as you say, Pierce, of um, available information. Adam, I'm just looking in front of you, you have demos as well going on. You have pick and finish cattle to safeguard your quality assurance bonus. That's a very interesting one. And it is something where loads of farmers, even really seasoned farmers, can fall down on a little when it comes to actually knowing when an animal is completely finished and ready to roll. Now, obviously, look, if you're sending off a bundle of animals, one or two out of 20 mightn't exactly hit the spec. But in general, to know when your animals are ready to roll, it is something that um, farmers are maybe reliant on factory agents a little bit too much and need to know a little bit more themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's bang on. That's exactly it, MJ. You know, like you, you're very quickly, well, not very quickly, but you can fall out of that quality assurance payment, and, you know, if you've overfat cattle especially. And there's a lot of people now who have bought, say, Angus's and Herefords from the dairy herd 
and they maybe they have them for the first time and, and you know they, they run into overfat very quick if you're not careful so it's really looking at both those types of animals but also animals from the suckler herd to just show you know what are the key points to keep an eye out for to see when are they getting close to that kind of sweet point there's another one, Pearson, that's uh, new safety requirements for quads. And uh, we have um, the helmet was introduced for quads uh, this year as a, as a safety requirement. And I suppose, again, something as simple as this, when a farmer's down for the day, they'll probably say, look, sure, I'm well used to my quad. I jump up and I tip off and I do the herding or whatever. But maybe popping down here for five minutes, you might get one or two points that could genuinely really, really help you and make you a more cognizant and safe driver going forward. Yeah, always important, the farm safety one, MJ. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if there's new regulations there, people need to be aware of them um, and that. And uh, just to even uh, have a chat to the people that are involved, you know, and, and those are the kind of demonstrations that you can't see enough, you know, that once you see them, every time you see them, you pick up something new. Um, and it's something that's been very popular at Open Days over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think farmers are definitely more cognizant of it. You will see a, a big number of farmers uh, at those events now looking and uh, and taking it on board. Uh, the big one, Pierce, you're going to... Uh, Tom Fallon is your Chagas Farm Building Specialist and he's the man in the know in relation to TAMS. He's going to be a busy man now on Friday. I'd say there's going to be a queue of people trying to chat to him and trying to find out what is going on with TAMS. Uh, obviously, it's not... Um, you're only the messenger in relation to this, but... Uh, Farmers are tearing their hair out with, uh, with TAMS in 2023. Yeah, there's a lot in it. So people have a lot of questions on that. Um, MJ, yeah, yeah. So we have Tom there, and Tom is our top expert in, in Jagusk on the whole buildings area and that. And he's come up with every sort of query that people could have. So he really is the person to ask on the day. Will he have the knowledge, uh, Pierce, as to when people are going to hear back from uh, the department on the applications they made earlier in the year? Um, if he does, he's going to be the man, the man of the minute. <laughs> Not sure about that one, though, MJ. Yeah, <laughs> we leave it to him. Um, one other one, uh, Pierce. We'll leave another uh, another few areas, but one other big one at the moment, especially in beef is the area of organic farming and you're going to have a specialist there that's going to be able to speak to farmers about what's on offer should you go down the organic route. It is getting more and more challenging, I would say, uh, unless you're maybe a really large-scale beef operator, but to not seriously look at organics now with the payments that are there, uh, with the um, increased availability for TAMs, you get up to 60%, with all of those different benefits. And just that, that annual uh, payment per hectare, the way beef farming is going and the way it is, it's a, it's a low margin game. There's no question about it, and a low income game. So when you have this money that's there and that's available, uh, hard for farmers not to really and seriously look at that now going forward. Yeah, there's huge interest. Yeah, so you see the numbers that went in there. I think it was over 2,000 people went in there in the last tranche. And there's a new tranche coming up now this back end. Um, and from talking to the people on the organic side of the house, they're saying there's every bit as much interest in new people going in this year as there was uh, this time last year. Um, and as you say, you know, there's, there's significant payments per hectare there. They're there for five years. Um, people do have to uh, be aware of the, you know, the couple of big requirements. I suppose the big one is the housing requirements in terms of the having a fifty percent layback area on straw, um, and a couple of things like that. So, for the most people, though, that's not really a problem for especially lower stock farms and that. And um, you know, it is attractive. Um, people need to stand back and look at the figures and um, make up their mind themselves. But uh, we'll have an organic specialist there to go through it and. Listen, they'll have the experience of the people that have gone in in the last uh, nine or ten months. And, um, you know, it'll be good to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, Pierce, you've loads and loads on offer. If people are interested, do they need to book online? Can they just rock down to Kildalton for after dinner on Friday? What's the procedure? Yeah, no, you can just turn up 
yep, yep. There's no problem. Half two, we'll be kicking off and um, should be a good afternoon. Yeah, no, it will be a good afternoon. You're going to have good weather as well. Uh, Pierce, many thanks for that. We'll speak to you again in the programme. Thank you, MJ. Uh, Pierce uh, Kelly from Chagas there, and that's a big afternoon that's uh, lined up in Kildalton on a Friday of this week. And as Pierce said, uh, no need to book online. You can just go and a lot, a lot of information there. I didn't get through half of it, to be honest with you. There's succession planning. There's water quality experts. There's the Dairy Beef 500. There's Kavanaugh 24 months. There's AI and synchronization uh, chats. There's calibrating your fertilizer spreader for urea, fencing demonstrations, just loads and loads. Um, Barry Caslin, I speak to Barry here in the program, he's going to be there. You're going to be able to talk to him about solar energy as well, if you want to pop solar panels on your sheds, planting forestry. So loads and loads there. You don't actually even have to be a beef farmer for that. You could be uh, a dairy farmer and get lots out of that, or a tillage farmer and get lots out of that as well. Uh, now, just a word on the uh, this um, uh, levy that is going to be put on concrete products. Well, it's on it as of the 1st of September. We're now on the 6th, so we're five, five, six days into it. So it's the Defective Concrete Products Levy, the DCPL, and it's basically a 5% levy on all concrete products. So that includes blocks and it includes ready mix, and that's as of the 1st of uh, September, as if there wasn't enough levies put on concrete products over the course of the last year, year and a half. Well, when I say levies, there's only been one or two levies, but there's been lots of price increases. Uh, ready mix has gone up almost almost double, not quite, in the last um, two to three years. Uh, just increases, increases, and more increases. So this 5% is as a result of the, uh, the Mika scandal up in Donegal, and farmers aren't happy because they're saying, look, if we're building a shed now, there's an extra 5% on it and uh, it's not fair. So uh, Minister McGrath has come out and he has removed precast products from it as of this morning. So basically cattle slats are gone. Uh, so slats are gone. The 5% increase won't be on slats. Now, it still does apply to ready mix and con- concrete blocks. So the farm organisations are lobbying to try and get agri-use uh, cement uh, or concrete uh, blocks I should say and ready mix out of it whether it happens or not who knows but uh, at the moment precast products have been removed from it so the 5% isn't on slats but it is on ready mix and concrete blocks so another increase to add to the never ending increase in input prices in agriculture over the course of the last say year year and a half now coming up after the break we're going to be talking to Francie Gorman from Leash who is running for the IFA presidency. Uh, he's kicking off his campaign on Friday evening in Abbey Leaks. He's going to be talking to us. We're also going to have a word with David Craig. David is from the North East Texel Club and they're having a sale also on Friday of this week. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now, I'm joined by Leishman Francie Gorman. Uh, Francie, many thanks for taking my call this evening. No bother, MJ. Uh, Francie, you're going to be a very busy man come the back end of the year, uh, but it all kicks off this Friday evening in Abbey Leaks where you're launching your presidential campaign for the IFA, uh, for the top job in the IFA. So, look, you're going to have a busy few months ahead of you, Francie. We're trying to talk about your, your launch on Friday evening. So what do you have in store for the people? Well, we have uh, 8 p.m. in the Manor Hotel in Abbey Leaks. Um, we're launching the campaign and we have uh, people invited from all over the country and we're hoping for a, a big turnout of, obviously, local people as well. I'm I'm from the Balnakil, from Balnakil area, the Abbey Leaks, Balnakil, 
Spink is, uh, you know, is my home area. So we're hoping to have a big turnout of local people. And um, and basically, uh, sure, I'll be outlining, you know, what I hope to achieve as, as president of IFA if I'm elected. And uh, and the main the main uh, the main issues that concern farmers at the moment and how we're going to address them. And lots of issues like that at the moment, uh, Francie. You're going into this in a time when agriculture is in a, a state of flux. Look, it always has been. I suppose no if I, IFA president, I should say, has gone into the job where things have been completely rosy and everyone's happy, happy. But this is a time where the environmental question is, it's the big, 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 big one. It's the biggest one in agriculture ever, probably. There's, there's no question, and from ringing around and meeting people at very, various different agricultural shows, it's the issue that comes up constantly. It's uh, how it's going to affect our business, our, com- our whole communication strategy around it, how we communicate the message of what, you know, the positive message about farming, and the effect that you know all this uh, regulation on environmental regulation is going to have in our business, and and the absolute, you know, fear that. Y- the authorities are, are, are intent on actually exporting, um, you know, the, the food production business that we have in this country. It's, it's as sustainable as anywhere in the world. We produce food for 40 million people. And to have that transferred to third world countries where there'll be a greater environmental footprint on, 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 on beef and milk, lamb in particular, um, just doesn't make sense. And farmers want to see that message communicated out there and they want to you know they want to be given due credit for a job that's been really really well done if you look the way, look at the way our our industry has come on from the time we entered the European Union in 1973 like it's it's phenomenal really and farmers should be patted on the back for a job well done instead of being consistently continually climate change by by envir- environmentalists in the media yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone's going to argue with uh, with that, uh, Francie. But um, it's uh, it's a tough job. It's going to be a tough job to to change that message or change that narrative, I suppose. And uh, there is only so much you can do. But um, maybe one or two of the things that you think is going to help to change that narrative as you you gear up and you you're going to be going around the country for a few months. You're going to be at all these hustings and people are going to be asking, you, right, what are you going to do so to help change the narrative for us, for us, Francie? Well, the, the 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 most important thing we have to do first of all is be able to we have to convince our own membership of the seriousness of this because a lot of this happens maybe in the abstract and people don't realise maybe even the effects of the decision around the nitrates derogation today the, the decision to reduce the stocking rates of uh, from two fifty to two twenty like that that will have a penal effect on all farmers derogation non derogation. Uh, livestock, dairy, tillage, you name it, everyone is going to be affected by that. And sometimes I think farmers don't fully understand uh, the implications of these decisions till they actually visit, you know, till they're right on their doorstep. And then the question has been asked, what are we doing about it? So we need to be able to inform our own members, give them a, give them a vehicle to vent their anger and frustration, and then obviously... You know, when you highlight the problem, there's an onus on you to go do something about it. And that means that we've got to hold our political masters to account in a greater way. And there's no doubt that this government um, has turned its back on on farming, particularly, you know, farming, food production. Uh, it's totally focused on the environment. And, you know, the point I made earlier about the amount of uh, food that we produce uh, in this country for 40 million people, and you hear, you know, our local government minister saying, we shouldn't be doing that. There's not a responsibility in us to do that. Of course there is, because we do it better than anywhere, anywhere else in the world. And 
they're, they're the messages we have to get out to people and, and, and make sure we hold our politicians in particular to account in the strongest possible way. Yeah, absolutely, Francie. On uh, Friday evening then, can you just give us the logistics? What time are you kicking off at? Uh, who's going to we're, be there? We're, ki- we're, we're, we're kicking off at 8 o'clock and uh, look, on the night I'll be, obviously I'll be speaking myself for County Chair John Fitzpatrick. I'll be welcoming people. We have, uh, I've been nominated by six counties, obviously Leash, um, uh, Pat Walsh and Offaly, Jim Mulhall and Kilkenny, uh, North Tipperary, um, Baden Powell and Stephen Canavan and Morris Brady up in Cavan. They're my six nominations. Um, and uh, uh, Jim is speaking on the night. I know Jim a long time, and uh, uh, Jim was one of the one of the people that got really rang me first when the South Leinster job came up and encouraged me to run for this position. So I'm delighted that Jim is coming to speak on the night. He's a dairy farmer below from Kilkenny, and um, we're going to have either Anna May McHugh or Anna Marie McHugh uh, guest speaker on the night as well. And Look, there'll be numerous people from around the country will be there as well. And if people want to make comments on the floor in the night, um, they'll be more than welcome. And look, there'll be, there'll be finger food and refreshments for, for everybody as well. So look, we're hoping for a good turnout, 8 p.m. in the Manor Hotel Monday night. Very good. Cool. Or Friday, sorry, Friday, Friday, Friday night. I was going to say, uh, this, Francie. This coming Friday night in the Manor Hotel in Abbey Leaks. And uh, just before you go, Francie, you're, um, you're up against your, your, it's a two-horse race, your competitor, I should say, for the, uh, for the presidency. It's official that it is a two-horse race and it's uh, Martin, well, Martin Stevenson. Not, 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 not fully yet because nominations don't close until the 12th of September. So there's still an opportunity It's, un- it's unlikely, for... I'd say, though, Francie, anyone's going to throw their hat in in the next six days. Or, or is, it, is there a chance, genuinely? Probably unlikely, but you can't say for definite the nominations close. Yeah, very good. Well, we'll, we'll, keep yeah. our finger, we'll keep our finger on the pulse here, Francie. And look, we're going to be talking to you plenty over the course of the back end of the year when the Hustons and everything get going. But your, uh, your launch is Friday evening and uh, we'll speak to you again. Thanks, Francie. Yeah, and there's, look, MJ, there's an open invitation to farmers in the Midlands area to come to Leaks on, on Friday night. Lovely stuff. Thanks, Francie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Francie Gorman there and his launch as he said is a Friday evening now coming up I am going to be speaking to David Craig he's from the North East Texel Club uh, so uh, just hang on for that and we have a couple of little messages in between and you're welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103 we're moving on to the area of sheep and it's Texel sheep in particular we have David Craig he's from the North East Texel Club David many thanks for joining me this evening on the programme Cheers Andrew thanks very much uh, you're more than welcome, David. You have a sheep sale on Friday evening and it's a specific Texel sale. So before we talk about the mechanics of the sale on Friday evening, let's talk about Texels for a moment first. What's the origin of the breed, David, and when did they make their way to these shores? Uh, the Texel sheep origin, or, originated from the island of Texel off the Dutch North Sea coast. Uh, they were imported into Ireland here by the Department of Agricultural in 1964. Um, there was 15 breeders along with the Department of Agriculture founded the Irish Texel Sheep Society in 1976. Um, six of these uh, members are still uh, in existence today within the in the society. Yeah, very good. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting backstory, David, isn't it? And no doubt you're a, a Texel breeder and a Texel farmer yourself. How do you find them as a, as a sheep? Yeah, no, as a sheep, uh, look, we've tried many a breed in the commercial flock and the Texels stood out from day one. We went down the pedigree route as well. Um, they have serious weight gain. We would be weighing lambs regularly enough and the tops of them were doing 500 grams a day, if not a little bit more in some cases. 
Mm, wow. Um, look, we kill all our lambs and we find uh, the lambs kill out savage with 95% of them great news. And uh, their cleanliness is, is very good and sure it gets more and more important nowadays with the factories and marts, clean sheep. Yeah, absolutely. And you have your sale, this is your second uh, sale of the year on in uh, Carnaross on Friday evening. Can you tell us what's on offer, uh, David, at that sale? Yeah, um, the North East Texas Club in conjunction with the Irish Texas Sheep Society is having our second premier sale in Carnaross Friday evening. Um, this Friday evening, the 8th of September, there's 80 males entered and there's 12 females entered, entered as well for it. Yeah, very good. What was this is the second sale? How did the first sale go for you? Did you have a good, um, good interest, good clear out? Yeah, there was people there uh, from every part of the country, and there was an awful lot of uh, online bids as well. Yeah, so and the important thing. With the, yeah, as you say that now, just not to forget, this auction is available on the LSL platform also as well on Friday evening, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, with uh, pre-register uh, required before Friday evening with Carnaross Mart. Uh, where do you find these uh, animals go mostly, David? Is there a specific part of the country that the textiles go to, or is it countrywide? Uh, the textiles, you'll see them countrywide now, to be fair. to be kind of one of the predominant breeds in the country. And sheep farming this year, David, it's, look, it's been challenging. Uh, that word can be used for every area of agriculture nearly uh, every week on the programme. But uh, if one is going well, another another dips down. Look, sheep went well for a couple of years, year and a half there. But uh, this year has seen a, a significant drop in lamb prices, especially towards the, the busy time of the year, the summer on. How did you find it yourself as a sheep farmer, uh, David? Obviously, look, you would have liked more money. Yeah, look, it was challenging enough, but the, the weather didn't really play ball during the spring when we were lambing and it hasn't really played ball mm. most of the summer either. You're looking for a, a good back end no more than every other farmer in, in the area and obviously hopeful going forward. Uh, David, you have that sale on Friday evening. As you say, it's on the LSL platform. People can log on. It's in Carnaross. Um, you no doubt you're going to get a, a big turnout for it. And I'll say many thanks for coming on and chatting to me Thank here you. on the programme. Just before you go, MJ, it starts at 6pm, uh, the show, and the sale itself starts at 7, sharp enough. That's perfect but stuff, there. There'll be an awful lot of rams uh, SAS eligible on the night and there's a vet inspecting beforehand so online buyers can buy you confidence and to be transport available for online buyers as well. Yeah, very good. You're ticking all the boxes there, David. Many thanks for that, David. Cheers, MJ. Thanks a million. Cheers. Uh, David Craig there from the North East Textile Club and that sale is on as David said Friday evening Carnaross Ross Mart and uh, that is important if you are an online bidder uh, the vet is there to, to check and also transports organised as well so that's the important thing look if you're if you're buying at home you want to know that the animal is sound and uh, also that he or she is going to be delivered to you in one piece so boxes all ticked there now coming up after the break we're talking about Clonus Lee show Pat Carl from the committee is joining me about the event that's taking place this weekend so stay tuned for that Country Life on Midlands 103 brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands worshaw.ie and you're welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103 now we have Pat Carl from Clonus Lee on the line Pat's a busy man at the moment he's organising the Clonus Lee show Pat many thanks for joining me this evening Thanks, MJ. Uh, you're an extra busy man, though, Pat. Now, we have to tell listeners what you're at as well. Can you tell us what you're doing right now this minute? 
Well, sure, we're on the bug this minute, trying to get home a bit of turf. Uh, the summer that was in it didn't favour any of this sort of thing and left them very, very late. But and sure, we'll try and stretch it and we'll get it there. Exactly, Pat. I think people all over the Midlands understand your plight with, uh, with the type of summer that we had. And uh, we're getting an Indian one now, so you have to work when you get the weather. And uh, we, won't, we won't keep you, Pat. We want to let you get the turf home this evening. However... You're a busy man because you have uh, the event coming up this weekend as well, the Clannesley Show. So uh, how are preparations going, tell me? Uh, quite well then, Jay. Um, the weather, of course, is everything. And uh, we, we made a start at it last Friday even. And we got a great day last Saturday. Got a lot of work done. Uh, we have all the cattle rings up and uh, the cattle wash area done and the horse area rings up. So preparations is going quite well. Uh, you know, there's always plenty more work to be done. And this evening we just felt that, we, you know, we had we were a little bit maybe ahead of the game. And tomorrow we, we go we go back and attack it again and get up marquees. And there's plenty of work still there for, for, for us all to do. And, you know, it's going quite well. Uh, I'm happy at the minute. Um, it's just a lot of volunteers rowing there. When 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 the when the work has to be done, yeah. community. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what these shows are—a real community spirit. There's a couple of things you yeah. mentioned the uh, the cattle classes there, and one event which has taken my eye at this year's uh, show—that's the best heifer or bullock, any age or breed. And Anthony Meyer is sponsoring this well-known um, retailer there in Clonaslee. Uh, first prize in this class is worth seven hundred euro. That's a fair prize, Pat. Yeah, we're very, very grateful to uh, Anthony Marr, uh, John Murray's son now running the show there, uh, along with his staff. Very grateful uh, that uh, John came on board with us this year. So something we were looking around for a while, we looked at other shows and we said, look, we need we need a big one there. We need something with a, with a strong sponsorship and uh, very delighted actually to uh, have the likes of that. And uh, it shows in the entries, our cattle entries are up and uh, it shows that people are interested, you know, if you throw something out there, people will respond and um, very delighted with what we've got in cattle entries and sheep entries are up, poultry entries are up. Uh, looks, you know, uh, that things look good for us, weather permitting. Uh, another couple of areas which I find are interesting, you're definitely thinking outside the box and you're working with uh, sustainability as well, which is the buzzword at the moment, as we well know. But you've yeah. a really interesting one here for primary schools for children. Uh, one of them is the uh, the best photo frame made from recycled material. It's not a lovely idea. Yes, uh, we have a few new uh, girls on our committee and uh, they came up with this idea back uh, uh, a few months ago. And we said, sure, look, at, I was in Tullamore a show and uh, yeah, a number of shows. And like you said, the buzzword is sustainability and climate action and climate change. So we said, sure, why not go for something like that and uh, give it a shot and uh, see what comes of it. And, you know, we've, uh, we've an issue entries there for it as well. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's new. It'll take a bit of time. So maybe we're one of the first to uh, throw it out there and... Uh, you know, what harm in being first and see what, what where it takes us. Well, yeah, and uh, also you're, get, you're getting young children interested, Anthony. Or, exactly, and, uh, and uh, Pat, that's I should what say, we're which, trying to do. We're trying to get them in there, you know. Yeah, which is, which is what it's all about. Clannis Lee show is always synonymous as well with all your different uh, dog shows, Pat. You have a huge, huge, huge amount of dog shows. And um, the, the big one is the Gain All-Ireland. 
Yes, uh, Joe, that's one we have for a number of years, and we're delighted to have Gain on board again with us this year. Uh, cheer on, as is the company name known now. And um, yeah, uh, we, we, we have a number of different dog shows. It's a huge attraction. We have dogs coming from all over the country, and gets a great, it gets a great uh, buzz around. And people love their animals and love their pets. Since COVID, I think people are a little bit maybe more glued into their pet, uh, pets than that. And, bit more pride in looking after looking after the animal and it's great to see uh, so many young kids come in there as well uh, sh- uh, showing their their, their 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 little puppies or little dogs uh, bringing it back then to the old school um, patch I have the uh, agricultural produce you have a few different ones here but one is uh, the uh, the best 10 seed potatoes that's the one that uh, that would bring a lot of interest from a certain cohort of individuals from all around I'd imagine Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we have a few local growers there and they really, really, really uh, work really hard in that. And a lot of people come from outside uh, of the county to this. That's one that we work really, really hard. Our community centre in Connacy is probably one of the best places that we have to display anything in the country. Uh, I've been around a number of shows and the array of stuff that's inside, flowers, fruit, you know, uh, all veg and all that, it, 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 it's definitely worth seeing. Uh, they're putting huge, huge effort, uh, the, the ladies and men inside in that community centre to make that really, really, really special. And Pat, what time is the event kicking off on Sunday? Tell us. Well, sure, we'll be there from a little after seven in the morning and cattle will start uh, appearing, uh, you know, before eight. And... Uh, Judging all the starts, you know, depending on the different areas and the different classes, judging will be starting there from 11 o'clock on onwards in the different categories. And uh, look, we have um, took a war back this year for the first time in a long, long time. We had took a war, it was always a great spectacle. We've got back this year, working really, really hard, and that's an area I have an interest in. And uh, our vintage is showing a lot of interest uh, for the last uh, number of days as well. And then we have uh, music by uh, local musicians, uh, Ashling Rafferty up in the field and Rock On Paddy down at the community centre. Uh, plenty of home baking with the girls in the kitchen and cups of tea. And uh, all we really want uh, this year is plenty of sunshine. Last so, year, uh, we probably got the wet Sunday at uh, the Kemby year and... Uh, look, that's that's the gamble when you have an outside event. Yeah, no, absolutely, Pat. Fingers crossed. All we can say, look, big line up there, and look, you're going to get a big turnout regardless. But fingers crossed for the weather, Hopefully. Pat. We we will speak to you again probably this time next year on the program. So many thanks and enjoy the day yourself. Yeah, we're looking forward to our 70th anniversary next year. So uh, we'll be we'll be really really working hard. Lovely stuff. Many thanks, Pat. Thanks very much, MJ. Thanks for calling. Uh, Pat Carroll there from Clonesley Show and that event is taking place this weekend this Sunday in Clonesley and fingers crossed for the weather as Pat said I know Ostry Show got a bad going over with the weather this year so hopefully uh, luck is in for Clonesley coming up this weekend that's it for this evening's programme I'd like to thank everybody who joined me over the course of the last hour Pat Carroll there from Clonesley Show David Craig was speaking about the textile sale on Friday evening Francie Gorman's presidential launch is Friday evening in Abbey Leaks Pierce Kelly from Chagas was talking about that event which is taking place in Kildalton on Friday afternoon and we spoke to Hugh Farrell from the ICSA about the Suckler Welfare Scheme 
you have a week to uh, apply for that so if you want to get into it please don't forget that is it for this evening's programme uh, many thanks for joining me here over the course of the last hour we are repeated on Sunday morning at 7am until 8am and I'll be back with you this time next week as always if you want to get us on a podcast we are available wherever you get your podcast if you type in MJ space Cleary C-L-E-R-Y we will pop up and you can listen at your leisure Joe Cooney is up next with Country Roads good night and God bless Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. WOrshaw.ie